1: Week three of the NFL season is already upon us as the Indianapolis Colts are traveling out east to face the Baltimore Ravens in a showdown between quarterbacks, or will it be? Will we see Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson this weekend? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Horseshoe Huddle podcast presented by FanNation on SI.com, part of the Fans First Sports Network. My name is Andrew Moore, and I'm joined here by my fellow writer, colleague, and analyst at Horseshoe Huddle, Drake Wally. Drake, obviously we are not live this evening. Uh, We are are pre-recording this episode because uh, some some logistics uh, have gotten in the way, but it's okay guys sometimes this is just how how we have to do things but hey we're still going to deliver top tier colts content we're recording this on wednesday evening so if things have changed in the injury report since then we apologize or if there's been other news but drake how you doing buddy i am ready for this week three showdown
0: I'm doing fantastic and I am too you know you hope that you get to see Anthony Richardson versus Lamar Jackson but of course you want to prioritize Anthony Richardson's health first so if you do see Gardner Minshew versus Lamar Jackson you know what Minshew can go out there and wheel and deal every now and again so maybe it'll still be a really exciting game but like you said You're going to get to go to that game, so that atmosphere is going to be electric. Baltimore looks like they could be a real problem for NFL teams as the season goes along, and the Colts are looking to build off of their first win of the season. So regardless of who starts for the Colts at quarterback, it's going to be a good game in my opinion.
1: Yes, I will be there in Baltimore taking in the action. That is my away game for the year. Maybe it might add another one towards the end of the season. We'll have to see uh, about that. But heading out to Baltimore, super excited about that. Get to check out that area, check out that stadium for the first time, and, and see this Colts team once again up close and personal. And if you haven't done so, please follow us on all of our social medias, like Horseshoe Huddle on Facebook, follow at Colts On fn on x and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle youtube channel hit that bell so you know whenever drake and i are going live whenever there's a new episode a pre-recorded episode like tonight so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us on youtube apple spotify google wherever you listen to podcasts we're on there as well so make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review on that so without further ado. Let's dive right into it. Drake Colts are seven and a half point underdogs as of Wednesday evening to the Baltimore Ravens. Vegas really is not giving the Indianapolis Colts a shot at this victory. Uh, And. I think a lot of it will depend on the health of Anthony Richardson. So again, as of Monday evening, Anthony Richardson is still going through the concussion protocol. He did not practice today on Wednesday. Uh, and, and I would assume that he would probably have to practice tomorrow on Thursday, uh, even in a limited capacity for there to be a chance that he plays on Sunday. Uh, But but even outside of of Anthony Richardson, this is a very tough Baltimore Ravens team, Drake, 2-0, Two and zero. They just beat the, the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Uh, Lamar Jackson seems to be clicking on all cylinders. It seems, especially in the second half. I saw stat today that he has a ninety percent completion percentage and a quarterback rating of I think one hundred and forty two in the second half. Just ridiculous uh, by the Baltimore Ravens superstar quarterback. There, so very very tough matchup for the Indianapolis Colts and and probably the best team they faced so far.
0: Yeah, and you know what, they, they're they actually getting, let me look here, yeah, I, I believe they're getting Marlon Humphrey back, and I, I think that he had like an injury either in the first game of the season, or it was, you know, still kind of lingering going into that game against the Bengals, but that's an absolute hell of a football player right there. You got guys like Roquan Smith, you got guys like um, Patrick Queen, I mean that, uh, yeah, that that's an absolutely scary uh, defense, and I can't remember who, who the safety is from Notre Dame. Kyle uh, Hamilton, major. Another absolute monster, and he played great as a rookie. So he's coming into his own. And then you got the offense. I mean, Mark Andrews is always a threat. Um, I know that the ground game's a little bit different without J.K. Dobbins, but even with guys like Gus Edwards and Justice Hill, you can still get the ground game going. And, you know, of course, Lamar Jackson's the quarterback he is. You got Odell Beckham Jr. You've got Zay Flowers, who's coming into his own. And Rashad Bateman, if he's healthy, can always give you problems. So the Colts are going to have their hands full. I still think that it's going to be a little bit closer than people think it's going to be, just because of the Colts. Colts defensive front and their linebackers alone, they're going to really give Lamar a lot of issues. He's going to be running around a lot, getting away from pressures, because regardless of who plays that defensive front, they're probably going to get pressures just because they're so talented. So going to be a tough matchup for the Colts, but it's good for a young team to take on a team that is as hot as the Ravens right now.
1: The last time the Colts played the Baltimore Ravens was, I, I think it was that that 2021 matchup when we saw Carson Wentz uh, was was uh, was the quarterback of the Colts. The, the Colts got out to a huge lead, and then Lamar Jackson and the Ravens stormed back on that Monday night, uh, took it to overtime, where the Ravens eventually ended up getting the W. But Carson Wentz is in here. Anthony Richardson is the starting quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. And and obviously that that's that's pretty the, the update. As of Wednesday night, he's still in the concussion protocol. Shane Steichen did say that he is progressing well, but we all know how Shane Steichen is at this point. He's not really gonna gonna give too many details, and and that was about it as far as Wednesday. We'll have to see if he practices on on Thursday and Friday. But but Drake, let's let's dive into this here. Let's say that that Richardson does get through the protocol and and is cleared to play on Sunday. Gets to start. What do you imagine the game plan? be if, if Anthony Richardson is there uh, behind center, whether it be Ryan Kelly, Wesley French, as Ryan Kelly's dealing with his own concussion. But what do you think? How do you think the Colts are going to attack this Ravens defense if Anthony Richardson is the quarterback?
0: Well, see, you know, they've been good against both the pass and the run. You know, Mm -hmm. uh, so it's like you want to you're still going to have to try to run the ball. you got to be able to run the ball against anybody with this offense. Okay, again, your quarterback is incredibly inexperienced, but he also gets to run the ball, too. So that's going to help kind of open up things because it's a little bit of diversity with the running game. It's not just Zach Moss or or the running backs. You've also got Richardson. I think they're also going to get play action. I think they're going to continue to do the RPOs and give him easy one read, boom, one read, boom. They just they're going to continue to make it simple on him. But. This time, I do think that it's not the Houston Texans that you're dealing with with that secondary. Okay. It's a completely different ball game when you have Kyle Hamilton back there who can not only take the head off of your receiver, you can also take the ball away from your receiver and you can also take the ball from your receiver. Uh, for a fumble or for a forced fumble. So this is an absolute dog of a safety. I still think that they're going to try to maybe unload a little bit more for Richardson this time. Okay, let him go out there on that big stage against a really tough team and maybe take a shot down the field. Look for Alec Pierce. Look for, um, you know, those deep shots with Pittman potentially. But um, I also just think that it's going to be, you know, just a lot of him handling the offense i think that they're gonna again kind of going back to it they're just gonna let him do a little bit more handle a little bit more because maybe you want to see how he's going to handle being away against a team that has really really intense fans and right now they're one of the hotter teams in the nfl even just after two weeks
1: this matchup is so unique for the Indianapolis Colts offense because they're the the defense they're going up against. They face a a mobile quarterback every single day in practice. So they, they have, they're better equipped to handle uh, an Anthony Richardson versus what, what another team uh, does maybe like, like a Minnesota Vikings with a Kirk cousins or, or a, a, I don't know, uh, uh, a team like the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that has a Baker Mayfield who isn't as mobile. Um, but when you're, when you're talking about the Baltimore Ravens, they see Lamar Jackson every day in practice. So you can kind of simulate those things of what Anthony Richardson is going to do in the quarterback run game. Uh, but where, what you can't simulate is, 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 is what Shane Steichen brings to the table. Shane Steichen is an elite play caller. He's going to have some things up his sleeve to to make the easy reads there for Anthony Richardson uh, to get his guys open so so Richardson can connect with Michael Pittman, with, with Kylan Grantson. Uh, we'll talk about Alec Pierce in, in a bit, but I, I would assume you're going to see a lot of what we've seen in the first two games. Simple reads for Anthony Richardson, getting the ball out of his hands quickly. Uh, being able to use his athleticism uh, when it's available, uh, re- using that quarterback run game. But but again, just not putting too much pressure on the rookie, especially in a week where he isn't going to be 100% the entire week. He's not going to get all of the first-team reps like Gardner Minshew got all the first-team reps today. So it's it's going to be a little bit different for this Colts offense just because of the fact that, that Richardson – might not be might not be out there all week in practice so but but I do think that I I trust Shane Steichen if Anthony Richardson does play he's going to have a really good game plan for Anthony Richardson to make sure he's comfortable and a game plan that that Richardson can go out there and execute uh, even though they're going up against a really tough defense in the Ravens
0: yeah and it's not that you you know you always want to play to win okay but like the thing is this is an interesting kind of special case for the Colts this season because yes they could shock some people and win more games than they were expected but also if they don't who cares I mean what really matters is that Anthony Richardson develops the young the young guys around him and rook, fellow rookies develop on offense and defense and Shane Steichen develops as a head coach because he's never done this before in this capacity now it's great because he's called all the plays before and he's developed all the quarterbacks before. And so this is right in his wheelhouse. Now, I think that it is it is going to be so – it's going to be wonderful if he can go out there and play because you're dealing with a very, very good team. I, I promise you if this team stays healthy for the Ravens, they're going to make a playoff run or they're at least going to get to the playoffs and potentially get get through that first round if they, if they have to face the wild card game. So, um, yeah, at the end of the day, you're hoping Richardson can play because it would really be awesome for him to get that experience against the hostile crowd and just such a good team and a great defense.
1: Now, on the flip side of that, it, say Anthony Richardson doesn't pass the concussion protocol, or or say he passes it at the last minute, but but the Colts decide to hold him out because they don't they don't know if he is he's ready, and they just want to give him an extra week to heal uh, uh, before they put him back out there. It's Gardner Minshew that will be leading this Colts offense. So, how do you see that game plan changing if the Colts are rolling out Gardner Minshew at quarterback instead of Anthony Richardson?
0: It you don't think it, it doesn't seem like it would change much, but I really do think it would be way different because it's not the Texans, man. I mean, he's not gonna go out there and just be able to hit the ground running. Not saying it's not possible, but it's very unlikely that he's just gonna be able to dominate the Ravens defense. What will happen is there's no more element of the run game from the quarterback. That's gone. Okay. So remove that. You're gonna be seeing a lot, not not as much of Zach Moss or the running backs. I think you're gonna see more of Steichen trying to soften that that defensive front and soften the linebackers with short passes that Gardner Minshew's very good at. He's good at getting that ball out. He's accurate. Once you start getting past about 20 yards, though, not only does he not like to generally throw those types of passes, but he really doesn't throw them very often at all. So it's like he's going to try to get them to maybe come up so that Gardner might have a better shot to hit one deep. Then you can start to maybe open up the running game with with the running backs. But I do think – it would be a little bit more on the one-dimensional side. Steichen would really have to pull out the best play calls he can because you're going to need to get that ball out fast. They're, they know that there's no running threat, so they're going to attack the running backs if he's you know, right behind center, not in shotgun. I just think you'd see a lot more short passes from Gardner Minshew just to try to open up other things um, as they're completed.
1: Yeah, we're on the same page there, Drake. Uh, I would expect a very quick passing game uh, from the Colts with with Gardner Minshew uh, getting those again easy completions. Just get Gardner Minshew in rhythm, but but Minshew's also a guy that takes care of the football. You he rarely puts yep. the ball in in harm's way. So and and, and another aspect of doing that too is. You 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 don't allow the pass rush to get there. the The Ravens have notoriously been a very aggressive defense. They like to bring pressure. Uh, they like to make it difficult on quarterbacks. You you rely on that quick game, and and it takes away some of the some of the pass rush. Uh, uh, potential or the, or some of the nastiness from that Ravens pass rush. So it, it, I think, I think the Colts have a game that will be prepared and have a game plan regardless for which quarterback goes out there. But obviously Anthony Richardson and Gardner Minshew have two completely different skill sets so you're you're going to want to maximize each one of those you're going to use more quarterback run and and try to use Anthony Richardson's athleticism if if he's out there otherwise you're going to use the use Gardner Minshew and his ability to get the ball out quickly and accurately to those wide receivers if he is in there and and it's gonna both of them are gonna look vastly different but I also don't think that you can just rely. Lie on the quarterback alone uh, in this matchup to get things done. I think we're going to need to see that running game with Zach Moss, which kind of brings me to our next point. Zach Moss in the running game had a really good really good game against the Houston Texans. Zach Moss came out, didn't look like he was out for a month, had 88 yards in that touchdown. So Drake, you kind of touched on this, but kind of expand on, do you think Zach Moss and this Colts running game—are they going to continue having uh, a good performance like they did last week in Houston, or do you think this 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 running game, this offensive line, and and Zach Moss and and the running back group—are they going to struggle on Sunday?
0: I—it's hard to say, you know, to predict this early. I think that I'll say that they're just not going to have as much success running the ball. Like, I mean, look—the linebacking committee from right to from right to left. Is uh, Patrick Queen, then you've got David Ojabo and Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith alone can destroy your entire offensive game plan. But Patrick Queen, he's been kind of bouncing back after some some rough performances. But he's one of the more athletic linebackers in the league. And David Ojabo is one of the. He's a little bit more like the thicker version of Patrick Queen. But then you have Michael Pierce right there in the middle, man. That's a that's a defensive tackle that doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, he can really make life difficult, especially if it's Wesley French that's playing. He's going to be facing him face up sometimes, and I just I, I favor Pierce uh, on on the, in that matchup. I just think that. Whether it's If it's Richardson, you, you're going to have to get RPOs and options where he can get out on a run to maybe deceive the defense a little bit and get more opportunities open for Zach Moss. Whereas if it's Minshew, going right back, to, right back to what we said, you're going to need to probably start out throwing the ball short, just loosen up that defense a little bit, so then maybe Zach Moss can get things going. But this is a far better defense. This is like a flip-flop situation. You go from a banged-up – Already suspect Texans run defense to a, uh, or it, wait, yeah, like a banged up Texans run defense. Even if they were healthy, they still wouldn't be the most successful run defense to this. And this could be a top 10 defense any given week in the NFL, especially against the run, which they've played very well in their first two games.
1: I think the offensive line is going to really have to be on their P's and Q's. I mean, they had a great game last yeah. week against the Texans. Um, Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Will Fries, the interior of that Colts offensive line when I was going through the film, just moving guys, you know, just just absolutely mulling guys in the running game. They did an exceptional job. You're, you're going to have to see that again. Uh, you're, you're Zach Moss, you can count on to – to get a couple extra yards after contact, just because of how hard of a runner he is, but you're going to have to make sure things open up in that running game with, with your big uglies up front. that's Quentin Nelson. Who's also dealing with a toe injury, Ryan Kelly, if Wesley French is in there and, and Will fries. So, you're, that's that's going to be the area to watch is how the interior of this Colts offensive line does, and if they can handle their own and and put together a solid performance, I think the Colts can certainly rely on the running game. Maybe test that that Baltimore Ravens defense a little bit, make them focus on the run, open things up for Anthony Richardson or Gardner Minshew in the passing game.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're going to need to run the ball to be successful. It doesn't matter who starts a quarterback. You got to be able to run the ball. And hey, if the Colts can go out there and they can push guys like Pierce back and and might Bu- uh, back and all those guys on the front that have been successful against stopping the run, you know, maybe the Colts can just lean on that. And like you said, open up that passing game, because let's be honest, Houston, they they just have offensive line troubles, even with Laramie Tunsil. And then the te- uh, the uh, the Bengals aren't really known for running the ball. You know, they're known for more of a passing attack, which they had to do most of the time against the Ravens. So perhaps this could be the, the best offensive line, at, you know, at running that the, that the Ravens have faced. Maybe they can get something going against Baltimore, and you see another great performance from Zach Moss on the ground.
1: Exactly. And if the Colts do have to go through the air, we've already seen Michael Pittman Jr. have have a really good start to this season, 16 catches uh, for and a touchdown already in those first two games but a guy we haven't really heard from is, is Alec Pierce two catches in those first two games. So is, do you think this is the weekend that, that we might see Alec Pierce get going a little bit? Or is that defense you, obviously you talked about Marlon Humphrey. He's probably going to be matched up on Michael Pittman jr. So that that's going to be, it's going to be a fun matchup to watch because both those guys are physical. Michael Pittman jr. Certainly doesn't back down from a challenge, but, you, you, it could be it could be an opportunity for for Alec Pierce and and to get to get things going in this twenty twenty three season. So, Drake, I'm going to ask you of the wide receivers in the pass catch, catching group, do you think it's Alec Pierce who's in line for a big game, or or is there somebody else in the passing game that, that you're really focused on as possibly being uh, that 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 reliable target this weekend?
0: Yeah, it's it's. That's a really good question because, you know, you want to say guys like Kylan Granson or Josh Downs, but I think that the linebackers are athletic enough that they're going to be able to at times cover Kylan Granson, even though he's very good at separation and and Josh Downs. I, I think that with the linebackers being athletic and the slot corners being athletic, I think they might be able to contain him to a degree. And then of course you've got Humphrey on Pittman. So if there was a game where Pierce could really have the Holy cow, he's here type moment. Or type game. It's against the it's against the Ravens here and now because of all those other targets that have been happening with those other players I just mentioned in these first two games. Downs has been getting them. Granson's been getting them. I mean, even Will Mallory had a couple catches in the last game. I mean, Moss had four catches. Pittman, of course, is averaging eight a game right now. So those guys have gotten the attention. I'm not saying that every NFL defense doesn't make. Take account for everybody, but you rest assured that they're not saying Alec Pierce is the number one threat in that defensive film room. They're just not. So I think that Pierce, with all of the distractions that, you know, the, the targets have been going to in the per, first couple games for the Colts. I think that this is a chance for him to shine. I would say that it'd be really great if he could catch a 30 plus yard ball, help open up that ground game and that underneath passing game, whether it's Richardson or Minshew that hits him. But uh, boy, you'd love to see Richardson and Alec Pierce have a big connection, especially for a touchdown at some point
1: right exactly and and the other cornerbacks on that side of the ball too ronald darby Rocky sin is is on with the the baltimore ravens now maybe a Rocky sin revenge game uh he had it against the 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 raiders he was with the raiders last year when the colts played didn't really work out for him but i i I think i think there's gonna be an opportunity for alec pierce to have an impact on sunday i really do um and and just because marlon humphrey is on michael Pittman jr Guys, do not discount Michael Pittman Jr. continuing to be that security blanket, continuing to rack up 8, 9, 10 catches a game. That seems like what his role is going to be in this offense. So Michael Pittman is the go-to guy. So I would not be surprised if if, if the Colts move Pittman around to get him into some favorable matchups. So that way he can take advantage of this secondary. But But Drake, I already mentioned it that, that the offensive line is going to have a really big test on Sunday. I mean we they've had they've had a pretty decent couple games. And and so far in the grades they've they've looked good. Uh, I mean Will Fries was uh, according to Pro Football Focus was one of the best offensive linemen in the NFL last week. So and I think even Ryan Kelly is currently the highest graded center in the NFL. But the Baltimore Ravens are a different beast. This is going to be the true test for this offensive line. It's going to be a true test for Bernard Ryman. How is he going to do against, uh, Odafe, Odafe away the, the pass rusher for the Baltimore Ravens who got off to a really hot start last year. Um, it's there, there's gonna be I think Jadavion Clowney is even as with the, the Baltimore Ravens as well. So some some big names there. Bernard Ryman and, and Braden Smith are going to have to hold up on the ends. And then the guys on the interior, move people in the run game, get those holes open and 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 protect. Make sure you communicate because of those blitzing linebackers. There's gonna be a lot on the offensive line's plate. And if they come out of this looking pretty looking pretty good or or having a, a decent performance, I think it will speak volumes and you can have a lot more confidence in this Colts offensive line moving forward that yes, they are on the right track and, and, and they're on their way back to being a top 10 unit in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and especially if they do it with a strong ground performance again, and you're seeing north of 4.5 yards of carry from the from the running backs. And if Richardson plays, he's got a healthy dose um, you know, of carries and yardage too. But I think, obviously, Braden Smith, it's a big test for him just because of uh, the fact that he's one of the most important linemen on the team. But he's also experienced, he's seen the toughest of the tough in the NFL – I think it's really a test for, like you said, Bernard Ryman, but also Will Fries. This this is a big game for Will Fries to continue to make a statement because he's already making a statement. He's making me look like a fool. (laughs) <laughs> uh right now for all of my off-season uh rants that I had about him so you know what bravo to him he's he's looking good Bernard Ryman like you said he just looks like he's in the pocket he looks like all this uh, experience is starting to really play valuable for him he makes the most of those snaps but man you're dealing with very a very difficult defense that's going to give you a lot of different looks and they're going to switch out pass rushers on you too to just keep you guessing so I think it's, again, it's awesome that the Colts get to play the Ravens because the Colts overall are the third youngest team by average in the NFL. And if Richardson plays with guys like Ryman, with guys like Fries, even Moss, who's still, you know, pretty new to the Colts, I think this is great. It's a good experience for the whole team. And it's great for Steichen to have to call plays against that defense, too. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC. I
1: agree. And and now let's, let's kind of transition to the other side of the ball because we're talking about the Colts facing easily a top 10 quarterback in the NFL, borderline top 5 quarterback in the NFL in Lamar Jackson. Obviously, there were a bunch of rumors in the offseason where the Colts going to trade for Lamar Jackson uh because Lamar wanted out of of Baltimore uh because he wasn't getting a contract. That all got settled. Lamar got paid by the Ravens and he will be there long term. Um but but it's it's really this defense the main thing this defense is going to have to focus on containing Lamar Jackson not allowing him to take over the game with his legs making sure that that he does not escape the pocket and get outside and and with with a Colts defensive line that has been absolutely on fire recently uh, I think they're going to be up to the up for the challenge to to really try to contain Lamar Jackson try to get pressure up the middle talking about DeForest Buckner and Grover Stewart big test for this Colts defensive line but honestly Drake I think they're up for it
0: yeah and they're going to approach it differently because you're not going to see the ends going for the pass or or like going for a sack as often you'll still see it but you're going to see them more bowing out and just staying where they're at to try to kind of allow the the interior to get pressure or blitzers or just force Lamar to do what he doesn't do as well as he runs which is pass from the pocket yes Lamar's out there throwing he's it's hard to say that right now because he's 74.5 percent completion percentage which is just ridiculous but that's the way you beat him OK, you don't let him start to run all over you because then it does open up even more opportunities to hit passes. And um, I, I, I do think you're going to see a, a really great or a, I think that performance is it's most important that the interior has a big game, because I do think that Ebicom, Odangbo, Pay, Lewis, the, the outside guys are going to hold their own. They're going to do that contained. They're going to probably even get a sack at some point. But, man, you can't let Lamar get a pocket where he's looking downfield, no one's available, and he's got a pocket right in front of him where he can just go. It's the worst when a quarterback just darts right through the middle and there's no one around because everyone's covering receivers. So I think that those defensive interior guys are going to have a lot of work cut out for him. But look for a guy like Taven Bryan, too, who's incredibly athletic. He's a pass-rushing inside defensive tackle, and maybe he could have a nice impact, too, uh, rotating in. So I'm right there with you, man. I think that they're up for the challenge, but it's going to be a big challenge to, uh, to overcome against Lamar Jackson. So last week
1: the Ravens on the offensive line were missing Ronnie Staley, their left tackle, and and Tyler Lindenbaum, their their center. Um, they they very well could be missing both of those guys this week. They did not practice on on Wednesday. Obviously, it's a, it's a long week. We'll have to see what happens, but there were quite a few guys on the offense for the Ravens that that missed practice on Wednesday. Uh, I already mentioned Stanley and and Linderbaum. Uh Odell Beckham Jr. did not practice with an ankle injury. Justice Hill uh did not practice. Marlon Humphrey did not practice. So, there's there's a lot of Big names. So Dafe away did not practice a lot of big names for the Baltimore Ravens on that injury report that didn't practice. And on that on that offensive side of the ball, the we already seen what the Colts could do against a banged up Houston Texans offensive line. The Ravens could have a banged up offensive line too. And 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 I do think it's going to be crucial for this Colts defensive line to stay it's an attacking front, obviously. We always talk about Nate Ollie and his guys. They pin their ears back, they go for the quarterback. But I do think it's going to be crucial for them to be very disciplined and, and in their contain, not to break contain of Lamar Jackson, because when he gets outside of the pocket and then starts a scramble drill, that's when the big plays happen for this Ravens offense. I mean, that's when either Lamar could break one. Uh, Mark Andrews is very good at, at running the scramble drill with Lamar, finding open holes where Lamar can put it right on him. Um, Obviously, we've seen Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham have success doing that. Keeping contained and and really trying to pressure, like you said, Drake, pressure Lamar Jackson up the middle with DeForest Buckter, Grover Stewart, Dio Dangbo, whoever's in the middle there of that defensive line, forcing it and staying contained, staying in your gaps so you're not opening up these holes for Lamar to just tuck it and run. And, and on a, uh, you, you get them in a third nine, and Lamar's able to pick up 10 or 11 and just keep the drive going.
0: Yeah, this isn't Trevor Lawrence, and this isn't C.J. Stroud, man. This is arguably the fastest and most athletic quarterback outside of down the road, maybe Anthony Richardson. Right now, I mean, it's Lamar Jackson. And so you look at him, and it's an interesting way you have to approach it as a defensive front because – of course you want to get the sacks. You want to put pressure on the quarterback. You want to do that. But if you're putting pressure on him by pushing forward, you have to almost do it as a wall somehow, or you have to stay in your spot and just let him – like, either let a coverage sack happen or let him throw from the pocket because just the last thing you want is for over 100 rushing yards. If he does, if he does that and he's got north of 60, 70, 80 rushing yards, it's pretty much – like opening up everything else that he can do to you, which is he's got a good deep ball. He can be more accurate than people give him credit for. And then they can just run the ball with their running back committee that they've got. So number one, first and foremost, you got to contain Lamar Jackson's feet, force him to beat you with his arm. And then you can potentially get some pressures and force him into some mistakes from there.
1: Don't be surprised also, it's going to be very interesting to see how the Colts handle putting a spy on Lamar Jackson uh, with this with this linebacker group. I mean, obviously, Zaire Franklin leads the NFL in tackles, but, but which guy is going to be on that spy? Is it going to be Zaire Franklin with his high football IQ so that way you can allow – uh, uh, Shaq Leonard to, to kind of use his instincts and, and roam around in that second level? Is it going to be Shaq Leonard because of his instincts and his ability to kind of be able to follow Lamar, know what Lamar might be doing? Will Shaq Leonard be the spy so that way it, it keeps Zaire Franklin free to go make some tackles? Or do they implore EJ Speed more? Because EJ Speed is one athletic linebacker and we've mm-hmm. seen him be able to cover a lot of ground quickly. So very it'll be very interesting to see how Gus Bradley deploys those linebackers on Sunday and and which 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 linebacker he designates to be that spy on Lamar Jackson it might even be a combination of all three but i think obviously when we talk about this Colts defense and where the weakness is it's that young secondary and this is what we're going to probably be talking about all season drake the Ravens wide receivers Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers, uh, Rashad Bateman. We'll throw Mark Andrews in there, even though he's a tight end, he's still a pass catcher against this young Colts secondary. Kenny Moore, I don't think we have to worry about Kenny Moore. He's going to hold his own. But after what we saw, Daryl Baker Jr. go through last week, Uh, Dallas Flowers had some communication issues. Man, if if these guys have, have another performance like that, Lamar could pick them apart because this wide receiver group is is, in my opinion, much more talented than what we saw a week ago against the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah. And the one thing the Colts do have going for them is they, they played a hell of a wide receiver pass catching Corrigan, uh, you know, in the Jacksonville Jaguars. So they did get that. But like you said, they had a far worse showing almost uh, against the Texans, which was weird because you got a, a rookie quarterback. And then you've got a rookie receiver in Tank Dell who had, I think, like seven catches. And then you got a guy who generally isn't is, – you consider him on the downside of his career in Robert Woods who had like six or seven catches. And then Nico Collins, who I really do think is going to be a, a star in the league at some point. Um, he absolutely cooked the Colts, the uh, secondary. So now you're dealing with Zay Flowers who looks like he could also be more of a refined Marquise Brown um, you've got Mark Andrews, who is the top pass catcher on the team. Rashad Bateman, like we said, when healthy, he can give you problems deep. But the guy I'm most concerned about is Odell Beckham Jr. And the reason I'm so concerned about him is because I do still think he can play. I do still think he, that OBJ and ball. And he is the most veteran of any one of those guys. He's going to know exactly who to pick out what route to run. They might even just run option routes where he's just picking exactly what he's running because the Colts defense, defensive secondary might be so ripe for the picking. Now, could they go out there and play far better than we're expecting? Maybe. But after what you saw against Houston, it just doesn't give you a lot of confidence. You're really hoping that the pass rush can get there. And you're hoping that, They can contain Lamar to the pocket because if he gets out in the open, guys like OBJ, guys like Zay Flowers and guys like Mark Andrews, like you said, they just seem to fit where Lamar is going and know exactly how to get open for him to throw on the run.
1: And as week three, the do we see the debut of Juju Brents? Juju Brents nice. still has not played in those – he hasn't played this season. He missed the first two games. The first game was uh, uh, due to a personal issue. The second game, coaches just didn't feel like he was ready quite yet. And, and they're not trying to force him out there before he's ready. But he did practice today. He has been practicing is against the Baltimore Ravens is that when we see Juju Brents get his debut uh, it'd be a hell of a test for for Juju Brents going up against that wide receiver group and he's bound to make mistakes just like any rookie is going to make mistakes but to have that big physical cornerback out there uh, it to, to to pair with this group uh, I'm excited to see Juju Brents and hopefully he makes his debut this weekend against the Baltimore Ravens Drake who is your X factor for this weekend? Give me that one Colts player that you think will be the difference in between a Colts win and a Colts loss on Sunday.
0: It's actually, I'm, I'm going to make it a, a more of like a subunit, I guess, instead of like defensive front or defensive backs or linebackers. It's the defensive interior and namely two guys. It's Grover Stewart and it's DeForest Buckner. They need to play harder than they've played in these first two games, which, by the way, if you look at their numbers and their grades, holy cow have they played on an absolute nuclear level of sorts like they are just bull rushing just destroying offensive lines if they can do that against this uh baltimore ravens offensive line which is better um and especially if they're not healthy you know they could really give lamar jackson issues especially if he's kept in the pocket and he goes to scramble and you've got defensive ends out here who are just holding the, the tackle waiting for which way they want to go wait watching him and he's got these two guys in Stewart and Buckner coming right up the front or if they have a good game I think that they have a chance to potentially force Lamar into some mistakes if they get if they get pushed back and contained Lamar might actually have a really good game running the ball because he might be able to run past him
1: I love that I love that for me I'm gonna go the other side of the ball since you did two I'm gonna do two as well Quarterback position. I think if Anthony Richardson is cleared and is able to play, this is going to be a very fun matchup, but it's also going to be a lot closer matchup. I have faith in what Shane Steichen can do with Anthony Richardson to just unlock different parts of the offense. I think Anthony, if Anthony Richardson is healthy, can pass concussion protocol. I'm not going to speculate on if I think he will or not because concussions are are so finicky. You never know how each one is going to go. And and because it is only Wednesday, we really don't have that much uh, 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 that much information on it either. But if Anthony Richardson can go, I think this is going to be a hell of a fight between the Colts and the Ravens. If it's Gardner Minshew, I just don't know if Minshew gives this offense enough firepower to, to go punch for punch with the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, I think that's going to be where the difference is. I, I think if Anthony Richardson plays, you got a shot. If, if Gardner Minshew plays, it's going to be a lot tougher for, for the Colts to come out on top. So with that being said, Drake, give me your prediction. At around 4 o'clock Eastern, when the clock strikes zero, who's going to come out on top? The Ravens at home, or do the Colts get the upset?
0: So we'll have to go with, uh, if Richardson starts, I think that it's going to be 27-24 to Baltimore. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be way closer. So if you hear Richardson start, try to hammer the uh, – ch- try to hammer the – Hammer the Colts. Hammer yeah. the
1: Colts. Get those points. Hammer seven, that spread. Seven
0: and a half ha- Seven a and a half is a lot. That's a lot of points. It's a lot. So if Richardson plays, it's going to be a three-point game. Go hammer that uh, spread. But if, if Minshew plays, I still think the Ravens keep it around 27, but I'll go 28 to 17. I just think that, like you said, I don't think that he gives them enough – uh, variety because you can't over-pursue Richardson from your from the defensive front. If you do, he's going to Lamar Jackson you. And uh, he's actually far bigger than Lamar Jackson, so that's an even different issue than – like Lamar will make you miss. Richardson will just run through you or around you. So uh, I just think that Minshew's the pocket passer. I think that with the way that the defense plays for the Ravens, they're going to blitz more. They've got the athletic linebackers to do it. They've got the athleticism on the defensive line to do it. Um, I'm just a little more confident in Steichen's – play calling and how much it can impact that Ravens defensive Richardson's under center.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree there. And and I think what we have seen from this Ravens team is that they're they're just a solid unit all the way around. They scored twenty-five points against the Houston Texans in in, in week one. They scored twenty-seven against the Baltimore or against the Cincinnati Bengals in, in week two. I, I do think that the Colts defense is a little bit better than both of those. So I'm gonna but I'm gonna give them twenty-four. Uh, I do think that if again, we'll we'll do two predictions if Richardson plays. I'm going to go 27, 21, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, 24 to 21 Ravens. If we see Gardner Minshew, I'm thinking it's going to be 24 or Ravens, 24 Colts, 17. So I still think they'll cover uh, regardless of who is out there. uh, But with Anthony Richardson, he's just worth the, those four more points, that, that extra touchdown to give your team a shot at the end. So, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to see uh, if if Anthony Richardson can even play on Sunday. Uh, but if he can, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Regardless, it's going to be a, a, a fun matchup to watch, a good test for the Indianapolis Colts to kind of see where they are against the team that has very high aspirations for this for this season. And hey, I will enjoy uh the Baltimore. It's supposed to be sunny there in Baltimore as well. So I'm gonna enjoy the Baltimore sun taking in Colts Ravens uh there in MT Bank Stadium, regardless. So gonna be a really fun matchup. But Drake, let's move to the Colts injury report. Uh and again, since this is Wednesday, there were some guys that were, were uh limited, uh, but I think it's more precautionary, obviously. Anthony Richardson and Ryan Kelly did not practice today, still going through the concussion protocol. And Quinton Nelson missed again with that toe injury that he sustained in Week One. In my opinion, Drake, this might be something that 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 continues throughout the season. We see Quinton Nelson not practice for a couple days, uh, practice a little bit on Friday just to make sure he's good to go, and then play all game on Sunday. Wouldn't surprise me at all if that's what Quinton, what we saw out of Quinton Nelson for for quite a bit this season.
0: Yeah, and I was just about to say that, too. Until he gets fully, you know, until he recovers fully from the toe injury, they're going to do, like, a couple practices out during the week. He's just going to rest. And then, like you said before, like, on the softer practices near the end of the week, they'll kind of have him just make sure he's got everything lined up. Um, But, yeah, compared to the offseason – the Colts are at least starting to trend in the right direction with these injuries outside of the concussion, potential concussions. So you you like to see that and boy, you really just hope that it's not going to get any more serious. Nelson can play because that's a huge void to fill if he doesn't.
1: Absolutely. And, and the guys that were limited today, Kenny Moore the second with a knee and Grover Stewart with a foot, both were limited, but it doesn't seem like either one of those uh, is serious. And and both guys should be good to go on Sunday as long as they don't suffer a setback. So Drake, let's wrap up the episode here today with the latest Colts news and rumors. And we've just got some roster moves today. And, and one in particular I, I thought was pretty interesting. So uh, the Colts did sign guard Arlington Hamburg. Right to the 53-man roster, brought Hambright back. He had some he had some good plays during during uh, training camp. He also had some bad plays during the preseason games. But he does provide uh, uh, more depth along the interior of that uh, offensive line, especially with Quentin Nelson dealing with that toe injury and Ryan Kelly going through the concussion protocol
0: yeah and you know will fries i know that he's been hot but you know you also just want to be ready be sure just in case this was a, a flash in the pan type of thing so this is everything you just said and that i just said that's why he's still there you know that's why he's on the 53 man roster guess what he can also play tackle he did some of that exactly. in the preseason so i think that that's a really good move i know that um that he had his down moments during the preseason but hey you know what at the end of the day he knows the offense and i think that if you really need him he's a good emergency uh piece to have
1: and speaking of being able to play tackle to make room for Arlington Hambright, the Colts waived tackle Ryan Hayes, uh, so f- to make room for Hambright to come up from the practice squad, Hayes was the guy was a guy that the Colts claimed off of waivers uh, in that initial roster cutdown. Never really saw in place, but uh, it seems like the Colts favored Hambright uh, over Hayes. But the, the the signing that I found very interesting was was a guy that was added to the practice squad, running back Trey Sermon. The f- former Ohio State running back former third round pick of the San Francisco 49ers has dealt with some injuries throughout his time in the NFL but Drake Shane Steichen knows him he was with the Eagles last year uh, he put on a hell of a performance when the Colts played the Eagles in that preseason game uh just about a, a month ago or so um, and, and it provides some depth at a, at a running at a spot on the running back and uh, the r- running back room I should say that desperately needs it with Evan Hall out you still aren't going to have Jonathan Taylor till week five at the earliest uh, so trace Trey sermon is a very interesting add to that practice squad
0: well and given that Jake funk uh, you know with all due respect is more of your practice squad variety and Deion Jackson might find himself on the practice squad um, yeah. I don't be surprised if you know Trey sermon impresses especially with hit with his familiarity with Shane Steichen's offense, I wouldn't even be surprised at all if you see him promoted to the 53 man roster and actually out there taking carries with Zach Moss.
1: Yeah, and 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 we're, I don't think you you can assume that to be true, but you're you're right, Drake. Don't be surprised if we see a move Where eventually Trey Sermon does come up to that 53 man roster. Uh, not saying it's going to happen, guys, yeah. but just just keep keep that name in mind as we go as we go forward. But. Big matchup this weekend as the Colts take on the Baltimore Ravens. I've said it a, a few times now, but this is a very big test for a young Colts team to see where they stand against one of the more feared teams in the AFC. So that's our show for today. Guys, really, really appreciate you all tuning in. Even though Drake and I aren't live tonight, still appreciate everybody's support and and, and everybody that tunes in every Monday and Thursday to talk Colts football with with us it really brings Drake and I a lot of joy and and if you haven't done so please go follow us on all of our socials like horseshoe huddle on Facebook follow at Colts on Fn on X and subscribe to the horseshoe huddle YouTube channel hit that bell so you know whenever Drake and I are going live whenever Shad goes live with the saddle up show so you never miss an episode and if you can't catch us on YouTube Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcasts, we're on there as well. So make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star review. Drake, I know you've been dominating HorseshoeHuddle.com, cranking out content as always, the hardest working man uh, in the Colts media. What are some pieces that the people can go check out that you've got there on the site?
0: So uh, recently I just did the Trey Sermon and, and uh, roster moves and stuff like that. So I went into a little bit more depth about how Sermon might be able to work in a, to a capacity for the Colts. And then, of course, I did the three good, three bad, and the win over the Texans. So go check that out. But I'm going to be releasing a piece on the defensive line and then three things that both the offense and defense for the Colts need to do if they want to be able to defeat the Baltimore Ravens. So be, long, be on the lookout for all those as well.
1: Definitely go check those out on horseshoehuddle.com. For me – All AR5. He didn't play too long against the Houston Texans, but he certainly put enough on tape to to impress. I thought he looked very, very good against the Houston Texans. Wasn't perfect, as as you'll see in in the last section on there, but you can be very encouraged from what you saw to Anthony Richardson uh, last Sunday against the Texans. And then Gardner Minshew could be in line to start against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday. What are his thoughts leading up to this matchup? And, and what does Shane Steichen feel about putting that confidence into Gardner Minshew if quarterback two has to go on Sunday? So make sure you check all of those out and all the other fine writing by our, our colleagues at HorseshoeHuddle.com. You can follow Drake at D. Drake on X. You can follow me at Andrew Moore NFL, and we will be back Monday night to go through everything that happened from the Colts game against the Ravens. And hopefully we're enjoying another victory Monday alongside you guys. So until then, everyone enjoy your weekend and enjoy Colts Ravens. We'll be seeing you.